0: Happy Monday, gentlemen. This is Travis Albanicius. we're in our fourth and final week in this series on mentorship. I hope you've gotten a lot of value out of the past few weeks, and I hope you've been stirred to take action. And if you're wondering what your next step is, the good news is I can help you. My primary responsibility is to partner with you, with local community and business leaders, church leaders, and to help resource and equip men to embrace leadership, seek accountability, and experience spiritual growth. So I'm here to help any way that I can, and if you are a community leader, business leader, church leader, or if you consider yourself a leader of men, and you live in Lancaster County, reach out to me, Travis A. at menofiron.org. I'd love to meet you, get to know you. And figure out how we can strategize to impact men for Jesus in our local communities. But the past few weeks, we've covered a lot of ground. And my hope was to establish an accurate understanding about mentorship and how we view mentorship at Men of Iron. And if you missed the past few weeks, I highly recommend going back to listen. It will be good for you. We covered the why of mentorship, talked about some of the how last week, talked a little bit about the what. And to wrap up, I want to share how my understanding and practice of mentorship has evolved since stepping into Men of Iron. And something to understand is that we at Men of Iron, we've been in the business of mentorships for the past 17 years, and we've, we've given the title to this impactful, men-of-iron style of mentorship, Strong 27. And the truth is, is our mentorship model, it's not it's not ours. We didn't invent it. We actually derived it straight from the source of all truth, the Bible. But I have to admit... It is new to me over the past year. And the reality is, when I began to learn more about Men of Iron, I I was nervous to try this approach. It sounds crazy, but I was. And what I realized is that when mentorship is done right in a focused and intentional way, it has the power to impact our leadership and take it to the next level. But like most impactful things... We've got to be willing to get outside of our comfort zone to take a risk. We have to work through the awkward feelings of trying something new and we have to to figure out if it's really worth it. And that's my hope today, that you take that step. See, there's there's a new type of mentorship on the rise, a cutting-edge type of mentorship that just happens to be our bread and butter as an organization and that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. Now, I'll admit, As I already did. This is my first year in a high-powered, strong 27 mentorship. And it didn't come natural to me. It was actually, it was awkward at first. But as I've engaged in it and grown in my understanding and my knowledge of this type of mentorship, I've realized that it's one of the most direct and most potent ways to know God more deeply and to be equipped equipped to pursue our God-given purpose. All right, so we're in the middle of football season. And two things make a football team great. One is an offense that scores points. Two is a defense that shuts down the opposition. And our lives are similar. We want to chase down our goals. Get the ball across the goal line and score some points, right? And if you're like me, you want to have tangible wins in your life. And just like football, though, we also have a real spiritual opposition. We're in a battle, not with flesh and blood, but with spiritual powers trying to keep us from scoring. So guess what? We not only need a great offense, we need a great defense. And I've found that having a mentor, having a coach who has played more years than me and who understands the game a bit more than I do and who understands how crucial it is to have a great offense and a great defense, that's important. And at Men of Iron, we talk about five Fs, faith, family, friends, fitness, and finances. And what we believe is that these five Fs, they encompass the wholeness of who we are. See, if one of those Fs is weak, we won't score as many points. In other words, if we have a great quarterback, but our offensive line is weak, we're going to get crushed and vice versa. See, a weakness in one area affects all the others. And you're listening to this because you want to thrive. And there's good news. We want you to thrive, too. I want you to thrive. More importantly, God wants you to thrive. He wants you scoring points and shutting down the opposition. But Satan wants to catch us off guard. He wants to get us out of balance so he can lead us into making big mistakes that make us fumble our integrity and cost us the things that are nearest and dearest to our hearts. So let's get back to mentorship. We want to score points, crush the opposition, but first we need a coach. And and when I decided I wanted to take my life to the next level and seek to win a championship, the first thing I needed to do was I had to find a mentor. Not a mentor in one f or a, or a group of disjointed mentors like I've had in the past, but a mentor A mentor who I believed was thriving and was balanced in the five F's. Not just a great businessman or just a great leader or even just a great pastor, but someone who was a season or two ahead of me on their journey and had figured out how to remain balanced. Someone who prioritized their faith, who, who, who prioritized their marriage and their relationships with their kids and prioritized friendships And they were balanced in their fitness and their finances. Now let me tell you, it it wasn't about perfection for me, because we're not going to find perfection. But I had to determine what men God had put around me in my life that I could ask to mentor me. And I started praying, because seeking a mentor requires focused prayer. And by God's grace, I was led to Jim. But before I approached Jim, I felt it was important to take the first step and determine what my 5F goals were. Now I'm telling you my story here and here's what I did. I went to the Men of Iron website and I watched the free video series titled A Man's Game Plan. And what that did was allowed me to pray through what I felt like God was leading me to pursue in my 5Fs. But here's Here's some of the the two to three SMART goals that I set in each one of my areas. And these are mine, okay? By no means should you take these. You should create your own. Be led by God to create your own. These are some of the ones that God led me towards. The first one was to read the first five books of the Bible in my first 90 days. Number two, I will pray daily with my wife, Nicole. Number three, in faith, I will complete a family devotional three times a week with my kids. Now, they were my faith goals. My family goals was to take my wife on a date, at least a minimum of five dates in my my first 90 days. I will spend one-to-one time with each of my kids every week. My third one was that I will communicate with either my parents, in-laws, sister, or nephews at least one time a week. Keep going. My, My one in friends was... To embrace opportunities to strengthen acquaintances into deeper friendships. I know that one needed better work, but that's where I landed with that one. My fitness goal was to exercise a minimum of five days a week with Nicole. My finances was that I will establish a strong retirement savings plan in 90 days. Now here's something important. I did this work before I ever even talked to Jim. And I'd encourage you, don't approach someone to mentor you and not have your goals ready. Because what if they ask you what they are and you don't have an answer? Don't do that. Instead, put your goals on paper and start pursuing them right away. That's what I did anyway. Now here's the truth. I continued to pray for a bit before I asked Jim, just because I wanted to be sure he was the right guy. And if you're listening... Here's what I know is that you probably have some goals and you're probably pursuing them and that's good. But what I found is that I was waiting to ask Jim and as I was waiting, I kept pursuing my goals and I was strong for a couple weeks, but then I started to slip. I started to put other things as more important. The drift set in and I realized that it was time to, to, to put a stake in the ground and make the ask, but I was nervous to approach Jim. I know it's kind of ridiculous, right? But but the truth is, it's kind of weird. It's unnatural. And it's almost like asking a girl that you like out on a date. Like, what do I say? I never actually asked a man to mentor me in a formal way before. So here's what I did. I went back to the Men of Iron website, and I found a video titled, How to Ask a Man to Mentor You. Yes, we have a video for that. I told you, look, we're here to resource you and equip you. Anyway, I watched that video like 10 times. I wrote down what I was going to say, and then I sought out Jim. I scheduled a time to go and see him at a time when he wasn't going to be busy or distracted by other things. I scheduled it, and then I asked. And something I realized looking back is that this was not some on-a-whim thing, and Jim realized that. My ask to Jim, it was well thought out, and it was planned, and it was a formal ask, more formal than any type of mentorship ask I've ever made before, and that was a good thing, because it let him know that I was serious. And guess what Jim said? Yeah. He said yes, and imagine that, but what a sigh of relief. And from there... We scheduled a time to sit down and talk about my 5F goals and to look at the Strong 27 package together. That's how it all unfolded. And that's how it can unfold for you, too. Now, now here's what I found. As we progressed in our mentorship, we spent the first 90 days focused on faith. And, And, yeah, I gave him all of my 5F goals, But we made the decision to focus on faith because it's the foundation of any godly man's life. And that's where we needed to start. But I was the one that took the lead. We scheduled time to meet every two weeks. I sent him an agenda before we met. And we would meet and talk specifically for about 75 minutes about my faith goals and my reading of Genesis through Deuteronomy, you know what I was learning. We would talk about my prayer time with Nicole and how that was going. We talked about my goal to complete a family devotional three times a week. That was a tough one. Let me ask, you ever try to to all of a sudden start a devotional time with a 10-year-old and a 5-year-old? Yeah, it's tough. They don't want to do it. It takes time, and it was a struggle, but it was something God was asking me to implement, and I had Jim to support me. Jim was there to listen as I shared, to pray for me, encourage me, to give me some suggestions on how to navigate some of the challenges that I was facing. I was working with Jim to establish habits and spiritual disciplines in my life. It sounds so simple, but let me tell you guys that these habits started to get ingrained into my life. And what I found was because I was being mentored by someone who wasn't tied to my workplace or that wasn't mentoring me in one specific area of my life, this wasn't a 1F mentorship, it was a 5F mentorship. And see the previous episode if that's confusing. But I had a mentor that was focused on nothing but helping me achieve my goals. Not his goals, my goals and our relationship started to blossom. As we would meet, we started to get more and more comfortable with each other. Trust began to build. And I started to get more and more vulnerable with Jim and him with me. And as time progressed, we moved on from faith to focus on family. And what I began to, to hit was difficulties navigating my role as a husband and as a father. And I started to be able to share that with Jim and hear from a man who had been successful in raising three kids and had been married for 44 years. I mean, where else do we go to find that? But I began to hear some stories from Jim that I'm certain very few people have ever heard. Stories of Jim's mistakes, of his shortcomings, and and how God just continued to walk with him through some of his, his struggles. And all that was laying a foundation for some of the most important conversations that we would have. You know look when you mess up when when we make mistakes or even when we sin or we who do we talk to about it? And what I found is is that I I was alone. And I sinned often, I would tell myself, "Oh man, you can't tell anybody about that." And if someone found out, you'd be in big trouble. And what if your wife found out about some of the things that you were doing? You'd know, you be in big trouble. That was the voice that I was hearing. And I had a few of those moments, guys, and there was a time or two when I put myself in a situation that I should not have been in. A place where I was really tempted to sin and do things that caused me a lot of grief and heartache. I remember... I left that place thinking, oh, man, that was a close call. But you know what? I remember telling myself, gosh, I better not tell anybody about that. I wanted to keep it a secret. But I started to feel convicted by the Holy Spirit to not keep it a secret. God was nudging me to shine light on it. Now, to be clear, I didn't cross any lines, but it was the enemy telling me, don't tell anyone. It was the enemy teeing me up to get me right back in that same situation again. So the next time, maybe I wouldn't exercise the self-control I had the first time. But I knew I was in this mentorship. I knew I had Jim. And I knew Jim and I were beginning to get to know each other in a special way. But in my mind, I heard that voice. Oh man, you can't tell him what would he think of you. Don't do it. But I did the hard thing. The next one-to-one I had with Jim. I had to tell him and so I sat there in the chair I squirmed a little bit and it came out and I remember seeing Jim smile at me and he said Travis listen I am so glad you told me about that you know through my journey I've been in those same situations and he told me a few instances and he gave me some some helpful tangible steps to take if I found myself back in that situation again first he said look don't put yourself back in that situation but then he said, and you know what? If you find yourself in that situation, send me a text. Just take a second and text me. That way I know you're there, and there will be some accountability for you. But don't put yourself back in that situation. And guys, let me tell you about the freedom that I felt. That voice of shame disappeared And instead, I realized how beautiful it was to bring my struggles into the light, to have someone that I could trust and share confidentially with, to coach me, not judge me, but to walk with me through it and pray for me and encourage me. Remember, the goal is to score points, and the opposition doesn't want us to score points. And that's why we need a coach. I needed a coach. And I prayerfully sought out a coach and praised God for Jim. And here's what began to happen in our mentorship. I wasn't the only one growing. As Jim and I continued to grow in the Lord together, he's told me how much of an impact this has made on him. He's lost a few pounds fitness-wise. He's begun to be more intentional in some different areas of his life. And our wives have been impacted by this mentorship. Our kids have been indirectly impacted by this mentorship. Who knows how many points we have scored unintentionally because of our intentional pursuit of mentorship. Jim not only helped me grow spiritually, but professionally. And he opened up countless doors for me in my work and in my ministry. He's become a spiritual father to me. Now, I tell you all that to say, listen, what I, what I first found as unnatural and even a bit awkward, it turned into one of the most rewarding relationships I ever had in my life. And what's funny is the more I talk to guys who have been in Strong 27 mentorships, the more I realize that this is actually normal, that when men take this seriously, they get serious results. And guys are realizing how powerful it is to have a godly man who is a season or two ahead of them. A man who's for them, who loves them, who wants to see their marriages win. A man who wants to to see them thrive as fathers to their kids. A man who encourages them to pursue growth in their fitness and their finances. Guys, imagine having a coach helping to guide you to be all that God created you to be. Helping you score points for your family. Helping you score points for your church and your community. A coach to help you shut down the opposition and protect you from making poor, life-altering decisions. It's a movement, guys. A strong 27 mentorship movement. And I praise God for it. And here's what I know about Men of Iron. We want you to win championships. But we all know that to win championships, we've got to put the work in. So here's a question. Do you want to win a championship? Do you want to leave a godly legacy? Well, here's the next question. Are you ready to put the work in? And if so, perhaps a strong 27 mentorship is your next step. Go to our website, click on mentorship, fill out a protege application. And if you're listening and you're feeling nudged to be the gym for someone else, to be the coach, then fill out the mentor application. And if you're here in PA, either me or Tony Galati will reach out to you. If you're down in Tampa, Clearwater area, Scott Davis will reach out to you. But it's our job, it's our mission to help you win. It's our mission to change a culture one man at a time. And that mission starts with helping you and equipping you to find your mentor. It's been an honor getting to share with you. Next month, you will have the Tony Galati with you, so buckle up. He's going to bring it. Have a great week. Again, thanks for listening. (laughs)